This episode of the Gizverse Podcast is brought to you by Altered Treats, the only King Gizzard-inspired cannabis-infused cookie line. Now, I've had some of their stuff, and let me tell you, these are the best-tasting psychedelic cookies in the game right now. Classic chocolate chip, Florida sunshine, they even do custom cookie orders. All you need to do is head on over to their Instagram page, at Altered Treats, and message them to put in your order today. Trust me, you're definitely not going to regret it. It's delicious. Speaking of Instagram, we are doing a huge cookie giveaway when we hit 666 followers on our Instagram page. So if you want to be automatically entered in to win a bunch of free trippy cookies, just help us hit that mark of the beast and make sure to follow us on Instagram. It's Gizverse Podcast and Altered Treats. All the links are in the description below. Hello, my name is Hentai I am Usai Boogie. Welcome to the Gizverse Podcast. <laughs> the show dedicated to the King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard Universe. Yo, man, hot take. I honestly think that album is the best album that they've come out with. We need more cookie. A multi-dimensional universe with an invisible face. Welcome to an altered future, brother. Once created by a band is now sustained by its fan. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hear the road train a-coming, baby. It's a-coming. Open the door to your mind, cause here are your hosts, Tommy O'Neill and France in front. Bro, speaking of speaking of boom, chip, chip, you know who I saw at the last UFC fight? Oh. Fucking Travis Barker chilling with uh uh Chloe Kardashian or whatever, who oh, yeah. is like a completely different looking person from when she was married to Lamar Odom. So it's like yes. post Lamar Odom Kardashian, and he was just like chilling with her next to Machine Gun Kelly, kicking oh it with uh, uh, some other Megan actress. Fox. I forgot. Megan Fox, that's who it was. She's from Florida. So I thought it was all funny, kind of all. Uh, it looked very Florida. That whole row of celebrities looked like Jacksonville, baby. I loved it. I loved it. So, like, that's what's going on in uh, the U.S. entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when in Australia, they got Gizzard and Pond and shit playing full blown shows with like, billions of people it looks like man that's what no type. masks no masks not a mask every, in sight every, it's no mask in sight just uh cured. just getting tested hey guys what's up welcome to the gizverse podcast happy to be here thanks for listening hope Woo! you guys enjoyed the last one uh that was fun putting out took a little while so uh you know it was took a little while one? to get get this one going you know so but we are it was a fun one though it was a fun I, one yeah and we are going to get more like that actually on the show there's there's a lot of people out there that if you didn't watch it, we got the Giz guys on it. So go back and check that Side one goodies. out. Uh, Giz guys? What did I say? Side goody guys. Giz guys. <laughs> you got King Giz on got the some podcast. Giz, Giz guys. Side goody guys. Uh, guys over at Side Goodies. You know what? That's a hard thing to say. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break my balls about it. You know what I mean? My brain doesn't work so good. You can only say so many words. You know what I mean? The guys it's, over yeah. at Side Goodies is what I was trying to say. Woo! Came and crushed it. <laughs> had those guys on talk about their uh, uh, their album release. I really enjoyed talking to them about it, so I'm sure you guys would enjoy listening. If you, haven't, guys. Sweet if you haven't listened to it, go over there and check that 
beast out. We are going to have more like that on the podcast. I think that's a fun thing to do, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, Get the people right. out there. Yeah. Good stuff. Good good feedback. I like it. You know, I toss the ball and you're like, okay, yeah. There yep. we go. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> What else you got? Come on, what's going on? And <laughs> next, Tommy, next. Move on, move on. What's on your notepad there, you son of a bitch? Uh, so yeah, the weather <laughs> outside is frightful. Um, so we, we've taken a tiny bit of time, right, to talk about LW, right? Yes, a little bit what, up at the front. Know, right? Eight years ago? It's released in, in Gizzy years, it's been about eight years. Officially, okay. it was released on the 26th of February on their own label. On their own label. See, what does all this mean? I have so many questions about that whole own label, flightless stuff. I know you do. I, 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 I have a lot of questions about it. That's why I mentioned it. You know, and I feel there are questions that, like, you know, we do need to get the Giz guys on here. We need, we need to at least get Eric on here to go, listen, man, let's be semantics. Break my brain apart a little bit. You know? Yes, I agree let's with you. Let's talk cash. Yeah. That's what this I, that's what this podcast is about. Talking cash. <laughs> let's talk cash, daddy. So we're excited, obviously, to talk about the uh, latest rendition and uh, addition to the new addition to the catalog of King Gizzard. Yeah, dang, I tried to, I couldn't think of another rhyme to, uh, I'm a limited rhymer, you know what I mean? I get two words and then I'm like, I'm just going to have to repeat one of them. Uh, LW, I was excited for it in anticipation because, oh man, it's going to sound, I don't want to be redundant, but because KW was not what I was anticipating, I was hoping KW KW uh, <laughs> because KG Ooh, wasn't up. yeah I know. because KG wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I was really hoping for LW to pop off, and it did. Uh, for me, it was it was a okay. very exciting album, and uh, I'm really excited, kind of, to talk about it. I can say excited cool. one more time. Yes. Okay. No, I'll, don't worry. I'm going to say it. I'm excited okay. because a similar feeling, except almost the opposite of like KG was tight, but I'm like, uh, so what's the follow up to this? going to make another kind of tight one and then we're going to move on to something else. But like, I was personally more impressed with LW than I was with KG. Can I say that off the bat? Can you say that off the bat? Yeah, I am. I did say that. Did I not say that? If I wasn't clear about that, let me say that. I am definitely more impressed with LW than KG. Um, okay. I, I thought it was a better... It had more cohesion. Um, okay, yeah. As an album. Um, I, I the, the other one felt more thrown... Not thrown together. I, I don't want to shit on another album by comparing it, but they're... Course. It's like if I if I was watching the first movie and then I watched the second movie, I was way more happy with the second movie than the first movie. Um, okay. it, it it made me enjoy it more. You know what I mean? I so maybe if I go back and listen to the KG album and listen to it all, maybe I'll enjoy the experience in totality. But yeah. it was for me when I listened to LW, I I liked the album more. Is that what you're saying? So yes, okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought the the movie reference into it because. If we're thinking of the King Gizzard microtonal movie, it's Banana, Volume 1, KG's Volume 2, LW's Volume 3. Okay. How how classic movie, uh, how classic like trio of movies is this? The first one, amazing. The second one is like, all right, yeah, no, no, it's it's tight. That, that, that third one better be sick. And I feel like LW was that sick third one. Okay. 
Yeah. You know what um, I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I, I do. I'm trying to think of a comparison um, movie wise, but I can't really think of a direct one. But yeah, that is that is pretty fair to what happened. Um, and it, I so maybe at first I felt like it was. We, maybe that was just us. Maybe it was just a few fans that felt like that. But that overall seems to be the general criticism of the first album. That it, everyone kind of felt like it was not a letdown, but just um, maybe a step backward uh, from where they were headed. Uh, they're Many at, do feel the, that way, yes. All their albums seem to have a tightness about them where, you know, there was desperation to get a song on there and they had to fight each song had to fight their own way onto the album. Well, KG really didn't feel like that. LW certainly felt like that. LW was like, Whoa, Holy shit. Now we're talking daddy. This is where all the yes. singles went. And that's kind of what I said on the KG podcast was like, where are all the singles at? Where, where are the bangers? And in comparison to flying uh banana, that was kind of, you know, LW, met the expectations and and won it it really brought the heat almost every song is a single there's so many music yes. videos that came out of it it, it was yes. it's like the complete opposite of that album i don't maybe they could have spread the love but this album felt like it was written like this song goes here this song goes here this song goes here it really it felt like it was put together properly so um yeah I'm trying to Agreed. be as compliment. That's this is all a compliment, is what I'm saying. I was really deeply impressed with this with this album. It's their seventeenth okay. one. It's their seventeenth oh, one. Like, how much have they done up to this point? So, like, we have to de- at some level be critical because we're not criticizing them, like comparing them to Metallica or ACDC or some, you know, or uh, that that's a really bad example. But you understand what I'm saying. We're not comparing them to. Uh, right. A different band we're comparing them to themselves so yes. i don't think we're stepping too far out of the band bound here no it's a standard that as fans we hold very high so like uh, yeah we try to give this lovely band some leeway but also we have to be critical when, when we have to be uh lw i feel like flows right with flying microtonal volume one you know we're like it banana is one of my favorite albums ever man you know and like lw i'm like wow it really stacks up kg i felt like it was a solid addition, but I was like, mm. I was like, maybe I'm a little done with this microtonal vibe. And then LW came out. I'm like, you know what? No, let's keep it riding a little bit. This is, <laughs> this is, this is pretty sick. This is pretty sick. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, props. We'll kind of explore, explore that thought a little more. Um, Cause I agree with you. I, it did feel like the microtonal was a little over. Like uh, how, how much longer are we going to do this? So is this going to, you feel like this is going to be an ongoing style for that for the band because you can hear punk you can hear metal you can hear jazz you can hear other themes in it is this just going to be a reoccurring thing throughout throughout their entire career like where they're not labeling it as a microtonal album maybe they put a microtonal song into it right that I, i feel like it would be more spotty than them digging back into this if they are hmm i'm not super crazy about that i love the sound don't get me wrong but like this band every sound they've made I've really been into like that whole site garage band stuff that they were doing earlier on. That's my favorite stuff, but to assume that they're going to go back to it, you, you don't know King Gizzard that well then, you know what I mean? You can't assume they're going right. back to anything, you know? So I'm more curious about what's coming next. The microtonal because it was a 2017 thing and then came back. I feel like it's had its time, but I also feel like Stu 
something about doom and gloom and microtonal with him really goes together, man. I don't know if this is coincidence of the of the times, but uh, he really likes going in with that uh, microtonal vibe. So if the doom and gloom continues in the world, maybe we will continue to see it. But I, I think the next gizzard we're going to hear is going to be a different gizzard. And I'm super very okay with that. Um, I don't... Do you have anything... Um, okay. Do you have anything uh, um, to add up top before we, we jump into the uh, uh, direct album talk, before we go right into the songs? Because um, I, I feel like we just covered everything that uh, I had in my notes to uh, cover right there. <laughs> That's, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm ready to jump in. Now I'm ready for a leap. I'm ready to be like, what's your favorite song? Well, this is my favorite song. Like, okay. I'm in, dude, I'm in. Okay, yeah, I, I'm into that too <laughs> because I, I want to treat this album with respect because I'm hopefully I'm – because you, you you said you were really interested. You texted me a couple times. This is not not to say that's unusual. So you text me a couple times about this album. Like I'm interested to hear what you say. I really want to know what you have to say about it. So I did yeah. pay a little more attention to it and kind of okay, cool effort into notes. And I, I'm interested in what you have to say about it too. So like I I am okay. I I am curious uh, in a lot of ways. And I hope uh, and if you guys I'm very interested to know what everybody has to think about this outside of us so if you guys have yes. an opinion about this please leave it in the comment section for us to explore in the future like if there's something whether it be on youtube uh soundcloud itunes whatever like leave a comment in the um in the comment section below wherever that is and let us know what you thought about the kg and lw album uh just in a couple sentences whatever you want to leave and it, yeah, I, that's super do. interesting to us because we don't always I don't always particularly read everybody's comments on the fan pages and stuff like that about the album. That's hard to get everybody's opinion about it. Sure. So you get yeah. memes that are super popular that kind of give people's opinions, but that's pretty much it, right? So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, let's get into it then, right? Let's jump in. Boop, boop, let's boom. do it, man. Fucking let's jump in the open water. I'm ready words. for it, bro. You ready. Know, the first, yeah. The the first track, um, like most of their songs. And the first and end, they kind of bring you into the album. If not now, then when? Question mark. That is already setting a theme to what the album is going to look like. Um, maybe even the the lyrics are going to sound like. Maybe maybe some themes to be looking for um, when you're listening to it. Yes. Uh, and also musically, definitely setting a theme right off the bat, letting you know what the fuck is going to go on. Love that theme off the bat. The uh, seeing the music video for the first time, I was like, oh, is this the next gizzard? Is it going to be some weird, like, oh man, love the sound of this. Like the beginning, you're like, Ooh, this heavy, heavy riff sounds like, um, some like all is known. And then it completely just boom, gets to this like groove where you could see yourself kind of walking like down the street to it. You know what I mean? Jamming. And that was on a very superficial level. Like I didn't, I didn't know the lyrics. I just knew the, if not now, then when, and then, but like, ah, oh, that's what I love about one of the things I love about gizzard you sometimes if you know them well enough if you know previous lyrics you don't need to know all the lyrics in the song immediately you know what i mean you know dude you hear Stu saying if not now then when you know what he's talking about bro you you already know the picture he's about to paint then you go back and read it and you're like yeah when the bees are all gone and stuff like that's like if not now then when like when are we gonna make a move to improve things you know it's like uh it's so cool you can make it so groovy and so like uh such a uppercut to the to the stomach sometimes very big fan of this track right here yeah um, and the music video <laughs> i could i couldn't agree more with you uh 
I also enjoy. Oh, you like the music video? I actually didn't like the music video. Um, really? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Um, that's sorry. Is that? I should. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we're all good, that. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah mind, up, right. lot, I know a lot of people like it, so like I didn't want to. I don't know. So, yeah, I like. I obviously I really like the song. Kind of reminded me of Sketches a little bit. No, that's a weird thing to say, but like it okay. gave me that okay. uh, New Brunswick uh, feeling of that. Like what you literally hit it on the nose, walking down the street. Yeah, the jazzy thing, walking down the street, that vibing thing, like that. To me, it that's exactly what it feels like. So, I. I, I think you nailed it on the head. I, I really enjoy the song. And it, I, like I said, it really sets the tone for what the album is going to be. Um, it's not, it, there's some heavy shit. It's not going to be overtly heavy. You're going to be able to walk and bump to it. And really yes. it's, it's one of those albums from King Gizzard that you can understand the lyrics without having to look them up. It's interesting that you brought up the lyrics. Cause I, I think that's a factor where um, not every album, not every album is meant for you to understand every lyric. They want you to go read the lyrics. I, in my opinion, like otherwise they wouldn't make them so indistinct. Um, and, and well, that's easy. If you've listened to rap, it's a lot easier to understand them because you're able to navigate <laughs> their vocals a little bit easier, but they, this album distinctly, you can hear what they're trying to say. You can hear the themes. Um, I fucking, enjoy, I really like this song. I really, and for, a song that has a minute and a half ish of just <laughs> like it. I'm one of those guys that I'm like, I, I appreciate the jam, but I'm one of those guys that's like, all right, when's the fucking, when's the fucking song gonna start, bro? What is it gonna happen? I was a little worried. Give it to me. I was right, a little right. worried I, when I first heard it. I was like, please don't be this the whole album. Please don't be this the whole album. And it wasn't. It wasn't. That was literally. It's to, in my opinion, and they do this, it's to tie in the other albums with it. So if you were listening to it back to back, I'm sure that would go into the end of KG. So like at the end of KG, if you listen to If Not Now Then When, right after that, I'm very sure that it would sound pretty dope. It would sound if you put those songs back to back. That's just a thought off the top of my head. I didn't do that, but I I'm, done sure, it. I'm sure that they thought about that. So don't doubt it one bit. And you can never with them, you can never rule out. And some some of this I don't even think is on purpose, to be completely honest. But like you can load up some songs, especially the songs that start a little quieter. Bro, you can gear up rattlesnake behind that. It'll sound you know I mean? like I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of I think from these, I'm gonna work on a playlist, guys. Okay. You heard it here first. Mixing up all three of the microtonal albums, they're gonna mesh real nice. I'm gonna work on that. I think it's gonna be very cool. You heard it here first. So I guess you should. That. You should do that on our YouTube channel. Um, I feel that, right? Yeah. It, it, you could easily access all of them and make a playlist and put it on um, the get. If you, yeah, we'll work on that together and we'll, we'll put it on our uh, YouTube channel. So if you guys uh, follow our YouTube channel, so that way you guys can get that playlist. Cause I found that that's like pro it's one of the easiest ways to listen to playlists and you can create your own playlist on, uh, have to deal with the ads and stuff like that, but uh, all the songs are available on there. So that'd be super easy to, mm. to, to nab. Um, O A O N E the one, am I the one? Are you Neo? <sighs> Who am I? Let's talk about the next track. Track number two, ironically named number one. I don't even get that. It was <laughs> very funny to me. Yeah, let it blow your mind. Is it the first track of the album? Is it the second track? Who knows? O-N-E is an acronym. Probably it has you know period points at the end of each single uh, letter. So that more than likely it's an acronym for something. So it might be uh, uh, you know able to figure that out in the, the lyrics very easily, by the way. So That's um, actually, I, I, never, I didn't think of that track two. It's called one. I feel oh, like really? it could have been... I feel like it could have been a good 
opening tune as well. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And like they, I feel like they're being funny. You know what I mean? I feel like it's intentional. They they do that stuff on purpose. That's not by an accident for You're sure. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's see. Love the very beginning of the song. The one night everywhere. I'm just like waiting to see that live with my just my hand on heart, hand in the air. But then I saw them play live. Uh, their last like live show, and he doesn't sing that part at all. They just kind of like get into it. I was like, okay, that's sick too. But I love the way that starts off. Feels kind of, um, I don't know. You know, the, you know that that right kind of zooted where you you feel that slow jam. And oh my god, there it is! Thank you, Gizzard. You done did it again. Gave me that vibe. Big fan of that vibe. Yeah. Um, you kind of went like this. Uh, very snaky. Very snaky. Um, a little snaky. Sneaky, uh, snaky. Yeah, sneaky, snaky. Um, I think it's supposed to be sneaky, snaky. So, you know, it's it's a one of the many social commentaries they have on uh, society. This this one's written by Stu again. Um, a lot of songs on this are written by Stu, if I'm reading this correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has that very Stewie vibe and that very Stewie. human. Re- I mean, human race deserves its steaming fate on a plate. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's, I mean, what you really don't need, I mean, you could read any other lyric that you want out of there, but there's a reason I highlight it. It's because you don't need to know anything else about this song, but that, and it's enough. This is, he's kind of, Stu's in a weird place right now. The band's in a weird place. Creativity's in a weird place. The human race is in a weird place. And I, appreciate the blunt honesty it's doom and gloom but it's honest and i it is this song is pretty fucking hardcore and for it to be one of their singles fuck man that's that's pretty badass dude yeah i i it's it's heavy dude i i like this song a lot but it's heavy if you go through the lyrics Stu's obviously going through something he's having a hard time dealing with shit the way that we all are having a hard time dealing with shit and I think the light's starting to come back. You have to keep in mind when they wrote this song, by the way. This isn't a song that they just wrote yesterday. This is this has been done written. So he wrote this possibly over the pandemic, more than likely during the pandemic. Um, right. Not to say that they couldn't have had some of these songs like in the back and just brought them forward. You know what I mean? That could, that could ha- well. easily yeah. happen. So I don't want to toss a lot of possibilities. Anyway, it sounds like he's really watching what's going on in the world and just being like, holy shit, where are we going to end up? And... I'm a little, I feel that. I feel that 100%. I feel that 100%. And I, I, I again, you you feel the tone right off the bat. You know where this album's going. You know the themes already. And they don't really deviate too far from the themes in this song um, at Not all. Not so or, much. Well, to, I agree with what you said. I also question what you said. I don't question it. I do just it. wonder on what what scale it could be. So, you know, we're talking about, it's a, you know, goddamn pandemic. People have been going through it all around the world. Stu also doesn't have an Instagram to my knowledge, but his lovely wife does. You know what I mean? And this guy's out here, got a fresh, adorable baby, a uh, freshly married guy looking happier than hell. You know, so it's, it's a really like, good point. It's a really good point. If, if you are that brutally concerned with the doom and gloom, which like, I feel like maybe it's not that brutal. It's just for the sake of the awesome music and like, why not get that message across? But man, raising kids, if you're really that concerned about doom and gloom at the moment, it's like, I mean, one of the first things I said when he had a baby was like, if somebody's going to save this world, it's going to be a little Stu McKenzie. So like, thank you, Stu. Like, you done did it. We 
all appreciate you. But uh, it, it just makes me think, yeah, you know, it, it, it raises, a, raises a question. I think he would make the music regardless, you know, because it, it's a subject that needs to be approached. I think more people should be, should at least consider it. I was like, yo, we're a piece of shit to the planet, right? That's, that's a thing, huh? But it's, um, it's, yeah. interesting. it's interesting that you say that. Um, and the only, I, I do have to disagree with you because, and I don't have kids, but I, my brother does, and I have friends that do. And when you have kids, your life changes in a way where you start. It's like, I've heard it described like this, like your heart is out of your chest walking around and anything could happen to your heart at any moment and you have no control over it. So I would suggest that it increases his doom and gloom mentality of like, oh my God, I am so terrified that my kid is going out into this world. What the fuck is going on right now? What's going on? And so I, I would suggest that it, it definitely makes him even more aware of, in tuned in tune with everything rather than like, oh, I'm just going to pretend that my baby's going to be perfectly fine and growing up in a, a normal, normal way. You know, I mean, the chorus is, am I going insane? Am I able to wake up from a, from the nightmare? Can I keep it contained? One night everywhere turned to nowhere. I, I it's a great it's line. He, it's that's heavy so shit. That's, ooh, it's really that's so heavy. I'm not saying it hasn't been said before. Um, but it's heavy shit. It's heavy shit. And I I yeah. When I again when I heard this album, I was able to really connect with it. And there was a lot of uh feelings that I had that were similar. The other album I didn't feel like that. It was like yeah, honey, honey wasn't that for me. I didn't feel like that when I listened to Honey. Like, oh, I'm so relaxed now. It's like I listened to this and I was like, yeah, dude, for sure, bro. Like, Ooh. I feel, I feel that. That's gizzard. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. shaking. I wasn't shaking. I was just like, yeah, bro, for real. Like, you I, ain't lying. <laughs> I, yeah, dude. Like, and I don't know how else to say that. So, can you pronounce the uh, um the next uh uh one the next track uh, by, Flora? Ch- by chance? Is that Flora? how you say it? Plora? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Plora. Okay. Yeah. They sing it, uh, and they're Australian. So oh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know one hundred percent how to say it. So like, if how I, how we're allowed to say it? Yeah, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. Right um, up front, my I I have a lyric that I'm gonna give you. Oh, I, yeah, I, I I I wanted I wrote it down, and I feel like we need to immediately. Oh, Come in trap door. <laughs> Thrown up on the floor. I'm sorry. Came in trap door, thrown up on the floor. Came in trap door. Is that a reference to trap door? The song? Oh. No coincidence. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? It's not a coincidence, right? It definitely ties in the throw up on the floor. Trap door, thrown up on the floor. Okay, that that so that's entangling paper mache. That's entangling murder the universe. And so right. Does the is the Balrog behind the trap door? What is behind that trap door? Everybody knows what's under the door. But oh, I didn't even see this. There? I didn't even see this guy write this. Apparently, this is a thing. Yeah, I didn't. Shit. Yeah. So what? 
This guy, uh, there's somebody on Genius.com that feels very similar to what we just said. Trapdoor is a reference to the song Trapdoor from Paper Mache and no thrown up on the floor to the third part of Murder of the Universe, Hantanyu Me. Um, and previous line might be Bone Stuck, Brewed Up, Reminds of. Nah, I don't agree with that. Um, but yeah, really, that, that's a thing though. Okay, so that's really interesting. So this is like a callback song to a bunch of stuff tying in this album into the Gizverse, which I love that they do that every album. There's always a plug if you if you keep your eyes open to let you know, hey guys, this is all in the comic book. This is in we out here. We out here. This is canon. All this is canon. Okay. So um <laughs> listen close. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was something that I wanted to talk off uh talk about right off the bat. I like that. Rock on. See, that's that's you getting gizzy. I love the the gizziness in that uh let me randy parade a little bit easily my least favorite song on the album easily your least favorite it's it's not even close yes your least favorite song on the album least as no in question you don't it. like it a uh it is uh nine out of nine it was like yeah if if, <laughs> if one is the best and nine is the worst it's nine from the nine uh, so confused. What do you mean that you don't like? Yeah, I'm sorry. That was, that was a terrible. That was a terrible stat right there. No, but, yeah, I, I anyway. was. It was very funny. I love the <laughs> back and forth there. That was actually funny. First time we've been playing this whole podcast. Good job, buddy. Yes. We did it. Yes. <laughs> I okay. I might have to hear this take. I like this song, so give it to me. Now. It's like I love the way it starts too. I was like, you don't like that bass riff. I was like, ooh, okay. This is one of those. I, Joey's vocal, I just don't like those vocals over it, man. I was like, uh, 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 it, it didn't, it, it just didn't stick to me. Like, Joe, our good buddy Joe heard it. He's like, I like because it's different. Man, I love when they're just trying to do something different. This is a third microtonal album. Like, give me something different, anyways. I was like, fair. Spoken, okay. spoken like a giz head. You know what I mean? I was okay. Respect, respect on that. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of like wait for it to be over at some point in time. I feel like it's very, especially Joey. I love when Joey gets on there, you know, but it just I didn't super tickle my fancy. You're telling it's, me it did tickle your fancy. It's four minutes and 11 seconds long. So I'll agree with you that it could be a shorter song, but maybe they had a jam in there that they particularly wanted to keep in. So, I mean, you know, fucking. Oh yeah. Rock and roll. Whatever, Brian, you know what I'm saying? There's a cool little bass lick in the mid in the mids of it. Out of nowhere, I'm listening to it right Very now. Very cool. So you can find it. Where yeah, are you, just, buddy? it rips in the middle of it, dude. Where the song shuts down at like two minutes and just. All that stuff I like. I think live it's going to be a groove. No question about it. I think this song is going to plug in a lot of songs. That's why I, I like it is because this tune is going to be the grease between the wheels, and you can you can put this in between a bunch of shit is why i i'm looking for I, they're definitely gonna play this live for the record that you can hear gotcha. musically that there's a lot of like they wreck it and then they bring it back to that calm shit and they love doing that so but this whole album we is full of that done. like i said they set that tone with if not now then when so we already kind of got that tone right up in the beginning um i don't know maybe Maybe I'm a partisan to that type of uh, that feeling, but it does. It reminds me of the first song, the opening. So I, I feel like it's a theme that they've created, and they're sticking to the theme, and I like it. 
Um, lyrically, it goes with obviously everything that is happening in this fucking world at this time. So, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there, I really there's a very. You have, I think you have the lyrics in front of you there. Uh, can you read me the last line of the, of the track? Yeah, give me one second, bud. So the last line of the track is the outro or the uh, the I exercise my right to die, which is a cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. That's for sure. a, I, I thought that's kind of cool. That and it so blends like that right in next. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It, it has to assimilate to it. Yeah, excuse my reading, guys. Eager to assimilate, and I choose to walk on your pleura. Uh, cheat me out of, <laughs> cheat me out of living my life. I exercise my right to die. So, I like. I don't know how you're not digging that, bro. Like, I obviously he's talking about COVID, and he's talking about the government telling him he can't provide for his family. Now, I heard. A scientist described this and he's like there is a biological need for every human not just men or not just women um but all humans um there's a there's a <laughs> biological need for everybody to participate in society to the capacity where you feel like you're pulling your own weight and right. it, it's because we've lived in tribes when we were evolving and we accurate it, if you weren't pulling your weight in the tribe that you feared in your body mind soul heart whatever that they would kick you out of the tribe and be like get the fuck out of here you don't bring anything you were gonna just, get eaten yeah for you sure. are eating everybody's shit and not bringing anything to the table like <laughs> get the fuck out of here that would happen and they'd leave you in the woods and you would die we still have that in us so when you take away our right to make a living that's that impulse in us and that's why people are doing some destructive things or we're doing some destructive things i don't know whatever however you want to accumulate that um and that, I really feel that line. It's like, bro, he's I, I, what I got from it is like you're you're making me pick between being docile and like having to bow down to what you're telling me to do. Um, and I mean, I think he's just basically saying he feels like killing himself sometimes, and I couldn't fucking agree more with him. It's there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing worse than taking somebody's identity, their life. Oh, and ability to provide for their family. That, that, dude, there's something wrong with that. I, I This is the most conservative that Stu has ever sounded on an album ever, bro. Ever. Mm. And I, he, it, some of it he thinks is like anti-Trump. But this motherfucker, you know, people don't realize when they have a conservative mindset sometimes. And I'm talking about the mentality that government should not be involved with your life. That the government shouldn't be coming over to your door telling you what you can and cannot be doing. Right. And I agree with that. And people think that that, that that is not a liberal mentality. A liberal mentality is give the government more power, let them control our lives. And I, it's very interesting to see someone like Stu and a band like King Gizzard put this message out there. And I couldn't agree more with them. You know, people don't know how libertarian rage against the machine is. Like, they're not pro the government giving us money they're pro nobody giving the government money fuck those motherfuckers <laughs> don't tell me what to do by the way rage against the machine was getting ready to go on tour before the whole pandemic broke out so no, like no. that band of anybody getting shut down right before the pandemic it's like madness bro it's madness it should never take place 
It should never take other people's health should never. It's insane, bro. And he, this is in the out. These themes are in the album and I couldn't agree more with them. It's a part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much. Um, sorry if I'm getting a little passionate here, but it's, it's really how I feel. It's a hot take. I like that. I think it's really what the band that's, it's the band's hot take. It's, I think, and everybody has a, a sentiment like this right now. It's like when I, when we were talking to the side goody guys last week, bro, I, I know those are some uh, funky uh, hippie dudes and you could hear them when they, when you brought it up, you could hear it. And they're like, bro, the government coming over here to tell me what the fucking do. Go eat my shit, dog. Like they weren't into that. They weren't into that. And uh, yeah, they're from the South, different mentality. Okay. But those right. are some hippie motherfuckers, bro. Those are peaceful, fun loving dudes. So, but you brought yes. that shit up of them. T- you telling them what to do. And they immediately, they're like, yo, fuck that mm, shit. Mm-mm. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. That's how we were founded as a country. And it's, and I believe it's an enable, it, it, it's a right as when you're born, as a human being, not just an American. We happen to live in America where it gives us those fucking rights. Right. They live in Australia where the government controls them in a whole other fucking way, even though they're open right now, even though they're open, like they got a whole yeah. other set of rules that they have to abide by. And freedom of speech is also infringed over there in, in Australia in a big way. But it's we need to realize how these rights are not given to us by government. They're given to us by us being humans. We're an intelligent alive, brother. We're an intelligent being. That's the end of the story. So I, I believe that that's the message you brought up. And I didn't want to do this. You brought up the last line, Brian. You're the one that did it. But I, t- I totally, yeah, I really like this song, dude. This is a good song. So I, I do have to disagree with you and agree with Joe um, on, on your take <laughs> on this one. I like that passionate take. I think I'm going to start disliking all the tracks. You give me that that hot take. That's good. That's good. Well, you're going to be sadly mis- shit anymore. You, you might make a mistake and just be like, yeah, I totally agree, bro. This song sure, sucks. <laughs> End of the review. <laughs> this is a bummer podcast today. Yeah, this this one sucks, bro. <laughs> okay, we ripped it up. Um, what's, uh, what's next on the agenda? Because that that melts right into um supreme ascendancy ascendancy yeah um that's how you say it you said it correctly uh supreme ascendancy now off the bat when i hear the the phrase supreme ascendancy i immediately meditation and you know very uh um middle eastern vibes going on here here kind of hear a sitar in the background maybe if it's not a guitar tuned to a weird vibe it sounds like a sitar um stewie's got one he, he, he ain't afraid to whip it out and if i'm not mistaken uh is that yeah ambrose is singing this song so it this is obviously and i try to keep this in mind when i listen to amber i immediately go my favorite song the album bro my favorite fucking song i love this song so fucking much when ambrose is singing i immediately do that so i'm gonna tone that back a little bit fair, and the lyrics fair. are very on point to me the song is on point the when it rocks to the chorus or is it the pre-chorus could be pre-chorus or something i think it's the chorus because there's a chorus and then a post-chorus but when they're going, Prima Sendency, Tom Foolery, that shit is. Fuck you, dude. And then it goes back, kind of calms down a little bit. And then it 
it really just keeps that vibe once it pops off the first time. It really doesn't, they don't really tune it back. They kind of keep that vibe going. And Satan in the, so I'm really, okay, let's just get this topic going. Uh, On on our, on uh, the other podcast I do with my brother, a common conversation is who's your favorite superhero? Who's your your favorite guy? Dr. Strange is one of my go-to answers because it's uh not the most usual answer. Um, and True. I, yeah. I enjoy him a lot and I've, I've done more digging on him since the outcoming of Cumberbatch. That being said, um, I, John Constantine, uh, Hellblazer for some of you guys, uh, vertigo comics. It's a DC comic book over there in the Brits and they fucking, they fucking vertigo is amazing. Vertigo is Alan Moore. So if you guys don't know, Alan Moore invented John Constantine in the Swamp Thing comic books. That's where the original yeah. Constantine comes from. So Alan Moore is an he created Watchmen, a legendary Watchmen. Speaking of which, all the yellow around me, it's very Watchmen like a legendary comic book builder, narrator. He he's Swamp Thing was not the character that he was until Alan Moore got him, and then he made him into this whole fucking thing. Anyways. Constantine has become my new answer. And the okay. reason is because of the demonic shit that they put into. I love the, those themes. I, I don't believe in, you know, I don't necessarily believe in God. I think you should maybe act like God exists, but not. And I mean that and like, just be a good person. But like, you don't have to believe in God necessarily that like there's somebody watching you masturbate whenever you're doing something bad. Like, I don't think there that, isn't. So like, no, but I. I really love when King Gizzard talks about it, and I fucking love when oh. Hellblazer talks about it. Dude, I don't know what that is. So, like, when Satan comes in the vibe, I'm like, oh, shit, uh-huh. Satan, motherfucker. Like, dude, I don't, even horror movies, when demons Hell are involved, yeah. I'm like, oh, my Ooh. God, dude, this is crazy. Sometimes they're like, good. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that is. Maybe it was because of the Irish Catholic shit and me growing up and I'm sure I will, yeah. <laughs> Having some child trauma, you know, to the demon stuff and watching Exorcist <laughs> at a super early age. I don't know uh, what it is. That shit gets me every time. So I do have is. extra affinity to this song um, altogether. So I really, really enjoy this song. Yeah. Lyrically, theme-wise, Ambrose is singing it. It's like, how could I not say this is my favorite song on the album? It's really hard for me to not say it's my favorite yeah. song on the album. I like man. that. Okay. Nice little. Uh, I nice try. Little I tried to. There. I, I tried that. to do it fast. My notes are a lot longer than that. So just trust, guys. If you got bored <laughs> in that, it could have been a lot worse. All right. So quick, baby. <laughs> you you got off easy. You got off easy. Uh wow. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You're. There's always a good sign. Your explanation makes me like it more, man. You know what I mean? Hell it yeah. makes me appreciate the song more, and that's good. That's one of my goals in this podcast. Sometimes, to be honest, uh, I I immediately think like live. That's gonna be such a rocket. Oh. Like they have to play that Bro. live, dude. I need to see crazy Ambi like just going way too in. You know, like where he's jumping in the so crowd and shit. Like if be Ambie's, so fun. if Ambi's saying Stu's gonna pull out the sitar and just like he's gonna rip that bitch. And if they play pull out a giant sitar live, that shit is gonna be dope. Just like cross legged on the stage and just starts fucking that has to be a red rocks. Oh sick. They're gonna have three hours. That has to be a red rocks. It's gotta be. Just, oh wow, yeah, that'd be so fun. So famous, bro. That shit is lit, man. That shit is lit. That's gonna, awesome. that's gonna be so good live. Damn, man. Yeah, dude. That song is uh, that song is a good one. And uh, yeah, 
I like it. It's probably unless I say it again, it's probably my favorite song in the album. But it might be written again in my notes. Who knows, guys? Stay tuned. Okay, here we go. I like to put you on the spot with these. I don't know why I like to do this to you so much. I don't know why I like to make you live in the moment so hard. But I'm good at it. You say your favorite. Could you say your favorite Ambi track? No. No. Okay. Never. No. Okay. There's there's one (laughs) Ambi track ever, bro. Billabong Valley. Billy? Billy. That is, uh, and I got, I mean, you could make an Ambrose only album of all of his tracks and it would be hard for me to build, you know, like, but if I was going to act like Billabong brings out something that's like a feeling of, man, that is a big part of the reason why I, King Gizzard is probably my favorite band of all time. That song, that one song, and it brought me into the band. It's his singing, bro. It's the the the, the song's cool. Like the uh, it sounds very cool. It's his singing and the lyrics. The choice of making it historical, it hit all my shit. So like, I it, love it. Truly, if if you know Tommy, it really does hit all the. Yeah, for sure. That like histo- the a badass. They're talking about a historical badass, like this fucking who's real, a real legend. Right, I, yeah. I love that real legend. Like, yeah, you can make up a Paul Bunyan type. That's cool, but like, if you have a real guy, it's it's so much cool. Because then someone goes on the internet, you look it up, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, wow. And the song <laughs> doesn't even do the guy's life justice. And you realize they just talked about a little portion of this dude's entire insane catalog of shit that he pulled off. Um, I like pirate shanties. And I and it's a really weird thing about me, but I listen to Irish pirate shanties um, oh while I'm God. while I'm cooking it. Dude, I don't, I don't care what people think about me. Yes, yes. I'm not not flogging Molly. That's like, that's like really yeah. <laughs> One beef and cabbage. It's not flogging Molly shit. It's like four guys, old guys singing into a shitty mic. This like Rocking. Thank God for YouTube, or else I'd never find their shit. If you just type in pirate chanties, it's just like, there's songs about Blackbeard that are the sickest songs you've ever heard in your fucking life, dude. There's a lyric in a Blackbeard song, and it's a sea, a sea shanty, and it was what they, it was like, they chant, his men chant, it's like, in the song, he said that Blackbeard killed his first mate, and he's like, I had to kill him because if I don't kill somebody, They'll forget who I am. And it's like, Blackbeard. It's like, fuck, bro. That is, <laughs> yeah. I do not enjoy that. Anyways, Bill and Bob and Valley hits all those levels. It's like a pirate shanty historical catalog of an Australian man. And it just doesn't get any cooler than that. And it's like, it felt like his dad told him this story. And this is something passed down to generations. It does feel like that. He made that tune on us. You know, speaking of, uh, that's on Flying Tonal, right? Uh, Flying Microtonal. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I, before I made V1. a mistake, I wanted this to correct it. <laughs> Speaking of the whole theme of microtonal, like that song in particular, so like, yes. And all of, and Ambrose's song on KG was fucking sick too. All of his songs on these albums have been fucking incredible. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's writing the lyrics to him. And that's uh, written by Ambrose. Yeah, because they gave it both credit to Stu and Ambrose. So it's like, who wrote the, I don't know if Ambrose is coming to the bar with the or if Stu's like hey I want you to write lyrics to this or what it is but they give Ambrose the best fucking songs all the time dude I love that they do that for him man the man's maybe a gift just to keep, man he's a sweetheart maybe it's just 
to keep him in the band. It's like, bro, 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 come on, man. We're giving you the best song on every album. Trust, dude, trust. So, and I know you awesome, like, I know you didn't like In the Wind. Um, Straws in the Wind. Straws, Straws in the Wind was, it was, it was okay. It was okay. Straws in the Wind. I like Is that. Is it song. all in then? And it's tight, it's tight, man. It's tight, you know? But... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Still, still the tale of Mad Dog is your top. Oh, 100%. Your yeah. question. Can we move on to uh, static electricity? Is there enough static going on between us Please. for us to do it? <laughs> Let's do it, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, what do you think about this track? Very, very uh, microtonal. All this, like, oh, yeah. bound, 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 bound. That Middle Eastern feel. The... Easily my favorite track on the album. Like, oh, my God, dude. What? I It gets me going. This is, uh, I wrote this in my notes. It was like, this is I the giz. I can see that. I can see that. This is the giz I fell in love with. Not this sound, but this, like, the feeling the song gave me of, like, where I turn it up way too loud. Of just like, oh my god, what the like? This is that that new shit, you know? Like it, it, it just really hit, man. They the kind of like break down the beginning. It's a little more like, oh, and then it picks up. Oh man, I I love this tune, man. It is cool. The lyrics, it's so fun. The lyrics are tight. Not lyrically, not my favorite song on the album at all, really. But mm, it it really takes me uh takes me to that spot, man. It makes me want to get groovy. Let's put it that way. I'm just like, oh damn. Yes, big time. Um, what else? I got? That's that's what I got, dude. I I love this track, man. It it's uh it's in my top uh, microtonal tracks. Like this could have, no, nah, it shouldn't have been, but it could have been volume one, and I would have held it equally. Uh, I I I hold it up there with like melting. I really I really mess with melting quite a bit, and th- these are like side by side. Probably stack electricity has the little kick over it. In all honesty, maybe my favorite track on all of the microtonal universe. Saying a lot. It is. Um, can I give a couple reasons why that might be to you? Can I can I like diagnose Please. you a little bit? Please. So while I when I said I can see that, the bass is the first dead giveaway that you would say this reason. So it vibes, it goes, it goes, right? The drums is the second reason that you like this song so much. It is a off-tempo song. So like, yes, it doesn't tell you all the time when the snare's coming. Yes. It's a very off, that sounded so weird to people, I'm sure. They're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it is an interesting tempo song. And... What they do with that, you put the bass and the guitar and then the lyrics and put those at all three different time-changing signatures in the song. Not all the time. Sometimes they're right in tune. And then other times they come in at different parts and it seems like a stacked time signature where you're like, wait. Right, yes. It's kind of confusing to your ears at first and then it's like, whoa, this vibes so well. This is perfect. And that feeling is what a perfect trip feels like when you see something and it kind of spooks you out because of how perfect it is. It's like, wait, was that on, was that the universe talking to me? This song has that vibe of the universe kind of grabbing out to you and pulling you forward. Um, me- musically, not just lyrically. Accurate. No. Yeah. Is that, is that, that, that is, 
Is that a, a, a cool description? Does that sound good? That's a cool description. And to doubling down my point is exactly what I fell in love with Gizzard. You know what I mean? Of that, like, oh, I'm hearing something else. Like, this is, uh, it, it felt almost out of their, their realm, you know? And it was like, ooh, because when we first heard them, they were out of everybody's realm. They were their own, like, beast. So then this felt like the, the enigma in the enigma you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was, yeah dude if it, it, it's like a it's like a fun little chapter of the gizzard page this song and how well it not to jump ahead how well it blends into the next one sometimes i'll be singing static electricity and i'm like all the highways mm-hmm. different songs you know what i mean uh yes love it like i remember uh at your dad's house we're on the couch and we're we're li- we're watching the kexp the, their first KEXP when they start with the I'm in your mind fuzz stuff. And when, you know, we're, we're so early into the Giz verse, it's hard to tell what song is which. And I, I remember so vividly saying, God, those first two are just leading up to cellophane. It's all for cellophane. You know what I mean? Like they're jamming to get to cellophane and then bring it back to what they already did. You know, and this, and it was hard to tell what, what song was which. Like this feels like that. And I haven't, uh, and we've heard them so many times. You you could differentiate Giz songs from every realm. This one, it felt Gizzard. It made Gizzard feel new again to me, and that's a it's a big thing because how much I love these motherfuckers. So it was a type. I, I, I hold this one near and dear. I got chills while you're saying that. Um, listen, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, a big part of that is because they bring their best effort on this song. All the elements that it make feels them- like it. The greatest band is because of what they brought on this song. And you have to have a list would be obnoxious, but I have one. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, But there is a a fat amount of reasons that make this song. The audio production is probably better than some of their other songs, not in just this album, in all of the King King Gizzard verse. Like it. This song particularly, if you listen to it with headphones and, and or in a car, I'm sure, but with headphones, not too much bass or whatever, but just like well-balanced headphones, dude, you will really go to a place when you're listening. To it. <laughs> it's like really mystical, place. Dude. It is a yeah. mystical song, and there's very few times where they've been able to hit. I'm not saying – this is the part that I think is the coolest part about this song. It was deliberate. It was a choice to make this song that good. And True. that's the old, that's the biggest part you have to take away from this song is that they can always do this and they choose to do it. So like when they put out Paper Mache, you listen to that album and you're like, this is a perfect album. What the fuck? And then you just realize, oh, that is a tool in the shed that they got that is so full of shit you don't even realize. It's a big and, shed, man. <laughs> and this shed just opened up and they went, take a look inside. And they showed you what they could do when... Whoa. You have everybody participating in the song in the right way. You have Ambrose participating in it, Joey participating in it, Stu participating in it, which in my opinion, this is the hardest three to get participating in cohesion because it's understandable in a band like this, you want to shine in some parts. Well, in a song sure. like this, when you're watching, sorry for the basketball reference, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving figure out a play and it just works or a whole game. This is a whole, we have to mm-hmm. relate this on to a whole game of them just playing to perfection, passing the ball perfectly, knowing where the other person's going to come in at it. Someone softening up and letting the other person shine and then coming through on another part. It is a beautiful mystic song. 
And it's understandable why they don't want to do it on every track because it just it would make <laughs> it would almost take away from the specialness of this song. Um, and I couldn't agree more with you. It is it is up there, man. And live, it's gonna blow people away. It's gonna blow people. See you away. later. See you later. Yeah, man. Uh, excited about that. I'm gonna I'm ask glad you, you something. Quite a bit. I'm gonna ask you something that might uh, hurt some fans out there. Do you think dropping Eric from the drum percussion section will enhance the band or will it hurt the band it's already hurting the band uh nothing to do with Cavs' abilities the man can hold hello he can hold down a band no problem i i watched a, a live video it was one of their obviously australia shows it's happening now and they it looked different on stage man i mean hello they're missing a whole drum kit in the guy but like it, it it's the vibe felt different i mean and this is through like a camera phone somebody recording it you know what i mean and i'm looking through comments and somebody was like wow this is a whole different vibe without eric and i was like oh I, I was hoping i was the only one i was hoping i was just like nitpicking like oh but where's eric and it just i don't know it's a little different man it, it just it feels different i i can't comment all the way till we see them live and i'm sure it'll be great but i don't know there, there's something about it was something cool about the two of them coming out you know like even like during like, the like rats net stuff they come out first and just Give the look and just the doom, 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 doom. One drummer could do that and it's cool. Two drummers doing that is awesome. They're both in like orange jumpsuits. Like uh, there is something, I don't want to say that's a gimmick. I don't, I don't think it's a gimmick, but to the eye, it's appealing to, to the allure of Gizzard of the, you know, there's seven dudes. How many drummers? There's two of them, bitch. Like uh, even I know OCs did that way longer and they still currently do that. It's, it was something cool about it. So I, yes, I think it will. Eric's such a likable character. People really fuck with him, you know? So I think it it has taken a little element out of King Gizzard, but they're going to be just fine. They are just fine. This album is more than just fine. Yeah, so I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to agree with you. I think it hinders them. I think they should bring Eric back. Um, Whoa! I, I really admire Cavs. He's one of my favorite. I love drummers that are way better than they seem. Um, and he's right. one of those guys where it's like, you watch <laughs> yeah. that guy flex. It's like, mm, okay, that, now I get it. You're the human metronome. Nope. I love that. And, baby. And, and, and we've never seen him totally flex. I don't think we'll ever see him totally flex to his, his cav, well, we have, cav, cav ability. We, we've seen it on some back, uh, backstage footage and like some stuff I've seen. I'm not saying like stuff. I've right. seen him just work <laughs> out. When you see a guy work out, you understand when he's doing stuff and how he's kind Ooh. of been he had to train himself and you see that maybe he got some school stuff. I could be mistaken about that, but it looks like he had to do it himself. So that means YouTube videos, practice and figuring shit out. It is the hardest way to go gratifying and all that shit. But that motherfucker worked to get where he's at. And he is a clearly he's a mess. Yes. Um, I, I haven't seen, I know what you're saying. Flex. Like we don't see him play solos. <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind that that guy is a excellent drummer the best in the world no but an excellent drummer nonetheless. i would i'd love to have him in a band anyways um i think it hinders them in every aspect that you just said the allure the look the mythology the king gizzardness of it it just doesn't work the same without another drummer and that whole like again the demony aspect of it of like they come out there they look like prisoners or slaves of satan is how i have always <laughs> had it in my mind and just 
it, you have to imagine the infest, the rat's nest feel of like that year, and it was just dum 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 dum, and it was like, what the fuck is this? And we had seen them so much up to that point, and it was like, this is new, bro. This is different. This and is then different. they just came out, and that without two is gonna be what you just said, completely fucking different. And it's I'm different. not saying it's gonna be a letdown. It's gonna sound different. It's gonna be different the visualization of them playing two different beats at the same time is like, that is, if you're ever bored, just watch that. Cause that's a cool fucking thing to watch. Two drummers Zone into that for a couple perfectly like, oh. in cohesion. And one guy is going, the other is going. It's like, what the fuck is happening right now, dude? It melts your brain. And that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen anymore. So that that's, is that everything? Is it something? Keep it moving. You know what I mean? Ba- basketball, ESPN, anyone watch it? No, okay. All right. So let's move on to the next song. <laughs> keep it moving. We keep it moving. Um, That's a band, yeah. Yeah, this is the, uh, uh, what, oh, yeah, East West Link. So is that something that we don't know about, or is that something that they made up? The East West Link, it? man. I, it's funny. I looked this up, and I already forgot. But uh, hey, just on, on the ground, like East West Link, like, yeah, so Lincoln it's a East song. And West, I mean, no, no, no. This is what it is. I was wanted to hear you say what you thought first. <laughs> uh, it it's out, a yeah, song about the very controversial Australian freeway of the same name, intended to connect the Eastern Freeway to the Western Ring Road due to the lack of convenient transportation across the continent, due to the amount of money required, as well as smaller controversies within. This is a very big deal for Australian and it, for the Australia for Australia and its people. Jesus, I'm re- I'm not a smart guy. I like. <laughs> You know what's funny, by the way? Uh, I'm dyslexic, right? And I was trying to write it on like a medical form or whatever. It's <laughs> Dyslexia should not be the hardest word to spell in the English dictionary. I can't spell spells- already. And the fucking word is absolutely impossible to spell. Like, think of dyslexia. It is fucking impossible. Same I don't even thing know where with, to start. Same thing with illiterate. Why do we need yeah, illiterate yeah. to describe people who can't read? It's too fancy. Like, they don't know what that shit means. You know what I mean? Like, why are we disguising insults to them? What the fuck, man? Like, illiterate. Those two words need to, you need to figure out something else with that shit, bro. Make it smaller. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, SP. You know how the teachers always put SP? You can't spell it. I have SP. Perfect. The spelling disorder. Real I don't bad. I don't spell so good. All right. That's good, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks I'll, I'll write. I'll write it down. Uh, I, that down. That my down. biggest problem is I don't know if people can visualize what dyslexia looks like. If a spelling joke is going to work on stage or not, I'm I'm not sure if a spelling <laughs> joke is going to work on stage. Uh, anyways, uh, this is a straightforward song. I mean, it feels like they're it, talking about just the problem, right? It, they're talking about the freeway, <laughs> kind of issue, huh? yeah. relating it to government issues and relating it to what people want versus what the government's telling. Um, yeah. So uh, there's some cool stuff in here though. The chorus is dope. Uh, I like the I like excuse me. I like the fucking the song itself a lot. Love it. Yeah. Beyond this is one of those again. Static electricity, not my favorite lyrically. This one also, but yeah, you kind of mentioned that's definitely my best chunk. You wanted to get to this song from Static. You you did mention that. It just it flows so well. Where like the first few times hearing it in my car, I was like, man, Static electricity is a long ass song. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is East West Link. They just sound, they flow together. They go together so well. And it's this definitely 
my favorite chunk of the album, this little part right here. It's only nine songs, but this is like, where, yeah, yes, this is this is the chunk. Uh, you Do you feel that? Way? You feel this is chunk, perhaps? Could this I be like the it. chunk? No, I, I, chunk. I think the whole album goes together. I'm, I'm, it truly I'm in, does. I'm in that mind frame. So, like, I, I, I don't think there is a chunk in this album. I think the whole album is it's, it's a chunk by itself. Like I said, the themes established right off the bat. The uh, musical themes, the lyrical themes. We know where this song, where this thing is going. It is anti, in my opinion, anti-government. Go fuck yourself. Don't tell me what to do. You don't even provide for the people, and you're telling us we can't make money, and you won't build a fucking highway. What the fuck is going on? What's maybe going I'm on maybe here? I'm misinterpreting, and I'm going a little too hard in the cuff. But like, it feels like that to me. And for a yeah, so if I. If there was a freeway not being built to, and I, the only reason I'm maybe, maybe I have this opinion. If you guys don't know, there are roads, and we do have Australian listeners, so you guys definitely know this shit. But there are roads where it's like you take the wrong car, you don't pack water, you don't pack gas, you are gonna fucking die. Mm-hmm. People think Highway to Hell was written about going to hell. It's not. Highway to Hell by ACDC is written about a road in Australia because, dude, it is a fucking road to hell, and you'll die if you don't pack the right shit just to drive, not to, like, go camping. I mean, to get from A to B. So <laughs> yeah. I can understand when lives are at stake that, you know, why you would be so upset about let's get it together. <laughs> let's get yeah. it the fuck together. Let's get it the fuck together. So, OK, you yeah. gotta say that all highways are terminal airways. Uh, terminal airways. Mm-hmm. What a groove, man. Public, all like, highways like sapient DNA. What do you think that means? It's funny. I read that this morning. I was like, like sapient DNA. Does that mean it looks like sapient DNA or is it like like if you zoom out when you look over top of a highway, is it okay. like drawn out like DNA strand? Does he mean that? Or is it like this is our DNA to evolve and create roads and make transportation uh, readily available so that way we can, uh, I don't know, control the environment, become hmm. stronger commerce? That's kind of what I was taking from it. It's like, Interesting, it could be actually. Yeah, I like that. a visual uh, version of it or it could be a literal hmm. Kind of, no, I'm not, I'm not literal, but like a philosophical right. version of it, maybe. I don't know. I'm not smart. That's kind of interesting. I like those both. We need to get Stu on here, obviously. Never want to be on the other side of karma for the digging underworld. Which never is like... Up, never want to get out of bed when I live in this world. Living in this world. And then that flows into... You're the, saying it with a smile uh, on your face. Like, you don't want to kill yourself. Like, how do you not want to fucking kill yourself? Like, Jesus Christ, bro. Like, this is... What's happening, man? I mean, this is the depressing song. This is a pretty depressing song. And it's all, also the... Again, it goes with the fucking album. So, like, I... What you said. You're like, they're delivering a heavy message wrapped in these kind of vibey tunes where they're, like, moving forward. I don't the know. boys are good at that. It's a lot, but it's a lot going on in one album. There's a lot oh, yeah. of shit going on to unpack in one album in terms of like because I feel like the message of the music is we're moving on. We're fighting. We're going forward. We're trudging on. No, Fuck everything else. We're going forward. And the lyrics are kind of like man, that sucked, but fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. So like there's this po- angrily positive motivation behind it of like Let's go forward. 
let's fight together. If we move together, we can make this shit happen. Um, yeah. And I don't feel like it's, it's not negative. It's not like feel bad for yourself. It's like realize what's going on. Think about what's going on. Let's get going as a society. Let's use this as right. a way to positively propel ourselves. I think so too. Like call it doom and gloom, but I think it's, it's a, it's a productive doom and gloom. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Uh, not all black metal and stuff is like that to me, you know, to my listening King Gizzard doesn't feel that way. I feel that's why they have such positive bops to it. Usually, you know what I mean? To, to encourage the listeners, you know? So um, yes, agreed. Uh, doom and gloom moving forward. Let's keep the progression, which nobody does better than King Gizzard. So yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of moving forward, uh, Atraxia. Um, kind of going, you said a chunk still has that. I mean, it goes right from east-west right into Atraxia. Like, this is, this is obviously, if you're going to, and I, I think if I'm going to pull from what you said, um, and, I, and I wasn't disagreeing with what you said about the chunk part, I just meant that the album is really cohesive. I was complimenting the album, not disagreeing with you, because <laughs> the static electricity east-west link in Atraxia is going to be played live in that chunk. That thing is going to be fucked with, and they're going to be blending that shit into each other to make that happen. And we can, we, I love seeing that on the albums. I love being able to try to uh, ghost pick what their, um, what their songs are going to be live, what they're going to oh, be. Me too. That's so fun. I love doing that. Yeah. And then be like, oh, well, which one will we never hear live? Or like, are they going to play it all? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love that game. It's always a fun time. I don't know. Uh, are they playing this live? very i think it's a bitch in tune i think i think they should I wonder if they will huh. hey, have you ever heard what atraxia atraxia is atraxia atraxia nope uh it's defined as a calmness uh untroubled by mental or emotional disquiet so meditation again we're going to this world of like being able to control your emotions control your anger um Get with Atraxia, I mean, force it into being, suck mm -hmm. face, Atraxia. I mean, it, again, this positive but realistic vibe of like, you're going to have to do it yourself. I, dude, this is, it's so crazy, bro. Very conservative uh, mindset. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean like, this is a straightforward album. We're not talking about mystical wizards living on top of castles that are crumbling. This is a very real album. And, Man, fuck, dude! This is a really good album. This is a really good album. Uh, it is, man. This one is. What if? What if? Um, what if I amount to nothing at all? So this is an interesting one. Oh fuck, man! Uh, inside it hits me up. I don't want to get too. This is, this is a trippy. This is a trippy podcast. Uh, inside it hits me up. I care too much about what I think. Fuck! Like, what does that mean, bro? I know what you it means. You got to know what it means. You got to know what it means, means for me. I know what it means. <laughs> I know what it means to me. Wow, it's mm. a banger. I amount to nothing at all. Inside, it hits me up. It's I care too much about what I think. Fuck. That's a good Kinda one. Juicy. <laughs> that is a good one, man. What do you think about that? Uh, that was Joey, right? Is, is it Joey on this one? Joey sings it. Joey wrote it. 
And he yeah. wrote, okay, cool, cool. And it was, I was like, he wrote this though, right? Uh, I think. Oh that, man, that I, makes that makes so much more sense, actually. It, it feels so much more Joey than it does that's feel a, on that it's one. The very that's, Joey. That, that's so. That actually makes sense. Good he, call. He really likes. He really likes those uh, deep cuts. He likes those deep cuts, and uh, I. It's oh man, and so yeah, for him, it's like somebody who's like accomplished nothing. It, I guess it depends what accomplished means to you. Everybody's probably different, but like we're we're two fucking guys talking about the band that he's in you know what i mean I don't so know, that's tight. i don't know if he's talking about accomplishments that's not what he means i don't know maybe I, i'm sorry i'm asking you what you think so like that's not i don't believe when he says what if i amount to nothing at all that he's talking about accomplishments i don't think he's talking about big house and all that shit i no. oh no I mean, way that's what he's talking about like what, we're making money like no that no, ain't it I, no for sure it's just you know again but seeing you know from from admirers it's like bro you've already accomplished something you know there's there's already been some something constructive that you've given to the planet already you know what i mean we appreciate it tremendously we're here breaking our brains over this stuff you know what i mean uh now they care too much about what i i mean i couldn't bro i'll be thinking some deep ass shit sometimes i'm like man if the person next to me doesn't care about this my deep ass shit is nothing past my vessel it is just my thoughts so of me caring about it so heavy it's like who is it what is it important to just my thoughts my mental state the environment what what are my thoughts important to you know so sometimes that'll trip me up a little bit and that's just the same way that line tripped me up because it's it's accurate i think you know what i mean it's uh yeah trip i don't know trippy mentality about that i i, I love joey saying i think it's very cool it's, it's so on par with what he's shown us in his music yeah yeah it's uh this is a super layered song man i really uh oh yeah, really yeah. yeah just tight. um anything else you want to add to it that's uh only a few lyrics that i had highlighted uh obviously it's a cool songs it sounds great it leads into exactly what the themes of this album are so uh it's gonna be a fucking fantastic fantastic uh closer obviously so we're bleeding yeah. into what is the ne- the last two tracks so it's gonna be awesome um i was a weird place after after <laughs> chewing on that so i went to a weird place um so let's move on let's get out of this weird fucking place bro get out of there. um yeah man uh i don't know if this one's uh too much more butterflies and rainbows but <laughs> it's really not the album's not the album's not so it's it's okay to not really have all those butterflies and feelings and like i'm it's interesting because i think my plight with the last album in the review was kg was uh that it didn't do enough to like make me feel good and that's a lot to put on to an album but like i was in a place where it's like i wanted to be uplifted although this album and the darkness that it lies in it is tremendously uplifting to my brain so i don't know what that means i don't know exactly what that is but it feels good um see me can you see me anybody want to see me i'm invisible this one's interesting i, I really like the song actually um hmm I, I i try to correlate it to king gizzard and i i don't like i don't 100 see uh, you know again it's like you said about the last song layered it's, it's another layered tune a lot of their songs are layered you know so it's like they're obviously seen, you know what I mean? They're seen a lot, but like, uh, 
on like a grand scale, I can kind of understand. I feel like a lot of people can ident- uh, identify to this song, you know, more than just the band itself. And I can appreciate that. Uh, not my favorite track on the album, but I, I really do like it. I don't think they'll be playing it live. I, I think that'd be really cool, but I, I wouldn't. That would be cool, though. I, I just wouldn't see it necessarily. Just based off of the di- difficulty of it, I, I don't I, I don't think we're going to see it live. It sounds like a harder song to play. Um, and just the tempo... it's a tough one it's a tough one um and for the what they get out of it i don't know it is a i think it's a cut towards being stuck in your house and like i think a lot of people feel like that right now um true okay yeah nobody nobody you can't see anybody right now how can anybody see me? I'm invisible. Also, the masks that you're uh, that we're wearing. Yeah, it's a, it, it. In my opinion, it's a big part of the dehumanization. It feels like experiment that this entire world is going through. Um, I'm a shadow here forevermore. Like, yeah, man. Uh, it's hard to be a person if you can't leave your house, and when you do, you have to wear a fucking mask and gloves <laughs> weird, and yeah. not be a, a fucking human um not inter- try to interact as little as possible with the people around you oh shit <laughs> yeah how can that anybody move when our planet is suffocating how do all the people do all the things around yeah so i that's that's kind of my conclusion on the song is that it's it's a direct response to us to right having now. to conceal ourselves and actually be invisible to one another and it's not and I mean, you could even take it a step further, go to social media and stuff like that. It's like people don't represent themselves the way that they really are on social media. No, and it, everyone's invisible. Everyone's invisible. And it's a terrifying place to go. And the humanity is slowly being pulled away from us. And we're kind of happily giving it over. And we're just like, right. oh, what, what keeps us safe? Oh, mask. And what? tell me what to do. Tell me what to do, please. And that's. it seems like that's that's where we're going. Um Man, yeah, am I my dad? What is going on right now? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I did not vote for Trump, guys. I just wanted you to know that. I, I did not vote for Trump. This is not what I intended on talking about. The Trumpers um, are like, "Are you serious? You did, man? This is a I'm, I'm out of this podcast. Man. Sorry, guys. I uh, <laughs> I walked with uh, uh, I, I did a parade with uh, the Koreans. So I support hey, non-Asian yeah. violence. Don't. Please hit asian people please uh you fucking maniacs the fuck is wrong with people dude i don't Um, know all right let's let's get out of this podcast the best best way that we can so this uh kglw the title (laughs) of the titles of the title tracks this goes back to a t-shirt that they made right uh where the fans kind of deduced that the final letters kglw were referring to the band's upcoming album um and that was something released back in i think october 2020 um and that's where fans kind of took it and started putting it all together um the band released a shirt uh, if you don't know about this brian the band's released the band released a shirt with their full discography on the back where the fans deduced, okay yeah, well the fans deduced that the final letters kglw were referring to the band's upcoming album so on the back it would write out kgl so that was like where people were like oh my god this is the next album so this song has been 
referred to all the way back then, which I think is cool. They're kind of like hinting at it the whole time. Easily the heaviest song on the album, even though it's not fast. It's a slow that doom drudge, metal. Trudging songs because that, that doom and gloom kind of trudgy metal. Um, I like it. I like it. I like these songs that we're never going to see live. Um, they're, they're my favorite songs. You think we're going to see this one live? Oh, they, they're, they're already playing this live. Dude. This, yeah. this is happening. This is their... This is their stew shit you know like this is that it reminds me of a 28 days later at the beginning i can see that that apocalyptic a good movie track times yeah movie track um a little long a little heavy obviously uh it's eight minutes nine minutes something like that eight and a half i feel i gotta say i was really excited about doing the podcast a little later so i could really soak in all the songs this one this is the one song I wanted to do a podcast about immediately when I heard it. Um, really? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Here's my take. I'm going to try to keep it hot. Yeah, not too hot. Uh, I like those anthem songs from bands, you know? A lot, a lot of them can be a little corny where they're like chanting their names, stuff like that. I'm, I'm wearing a Misfits shirt. Okay, they have a... It was newer Misfits. They have a song called Crimson Ghost. Okay, that's like their guy. Oh, it's I like, didn't, it's I didn't like even a, a look at it like them. that. That's really interesting. I didn't even look at it like that. It's like that song should be corny, and a lot of people listening will say this corny, but I love that song from them. I think it's dope that they amp up their guy like that. It's just like a rocker kind of song. This, for the song referencing my favorite band, King Gizzard, Lizard Wizard, if we're still assuming that's what KG and LW stand for. I talked about that last podcast. I hate to bring it up. I, if I see this live, I'm not like going insane, like, this is the best band in the world. That's their fucking anthem. This isn't the King Gizzard anthem to me. Okay. No, Cellophane's you, King, King Gizzard anthem. That's why it's at the beginning uh, of our really podcast. Think, yeah. That's why it's, the, it's at the beginning of our podcast. It's, it's, it's a reason. It's because it's uh, re- highly recognizable. Cellophane. And like, it's like, dude, all, if they played that riff, it's done. That, Everybody's done. Everybody, done. Everybody there loves that song. And, they, you know, everybody's and heard it. <laughs> expect to hear it live so when they pull it out it is like oh wait what God. the fuck bro yes. and live that shit hit it's played heavier live and it's intentional so i believe that is their anthem if i was going to put one or it would be something off a of nonagon which people would debate me and fight me in the streets for so i'm not going to go so, down that okay. road to agree with you on that and to kind of pony up on that that's pony my, me pony me really I didn't think so. Cellophane, yes, is their anthem. The first anthem, the first song I was like, what would, okay, what would be a KGLW song? And I said, Gamma Knife. If Gamma Knife was KGLW, I'd be like, this is the anthem of the best band to have ever lived. My child and my grandkids and the whole world. KGLW, it was just like, it's funny to think Gamma Knife that, but like, that feels like an anthem. This to me, it's just, it, it doesn't represent no it, it does it is and i'll, gizzard. I'll agree gizzard, with you no. no it doesn't no it doesn't and that's why i said we're not going to hear it live because i don't think it represents gizzard that that sounds like chain of being extended and i yeah. like chain of being. i know dude i was gonna, i'm gonna blow your mind right now i i like chain of being a ton but what's the one song we're not going to hear live chain of being bro they're not going to play that shit live like i don't think they've ever played it live and i've seen I it mean, one time i have a video of it I've seen it once were we together was- or is that something else not together, but Atlanta. not together, but you know, together. But um, inside, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think it was in Atlanta. I want to say it was an Atlanta show. Was I there? Was in Atlanta? Like maybe, 
I, yeah, okay. Because I feel like I did see Chain of Being once live, but I, so I just bad. bitch about it not seeing it live because I don't, I think it's one of their best songs. It's one of their candy, candy cane songs or cotton candy songs where like, bro, that is a layup. Like just play, that's like Gamma Knife. Just play that bitch, bro. Like people are gonna jam to that and shit is gonna get wrecked. Like <laughs> yeah, jumping around, getting, yeah, dude. So this sounds a lot like I went the first time I heard it. I was yeah, like, I this is this is like that kind of they turned up the gain and got real muddy on their you know whatever and just fucking let that and it's cool. But if they take up eight minutes of a of a concert for that, that is a mistake. Like they should not do that. They have plenty of, in my opinion. If you're going to do an eight minute anthem, it should be Rattlesnake because the entire crowd is just going to be like, fuck it. That is a chant song. So if you're going to have, a, if you can't replace the power, you can't, you can't replace the power of Rattlesnake. It's not going to happen. You can never replace the power of Rattlesnake. And what happens to a crowd when Rattlesnake? comes on it's like oh, even bro. if you don't my dad if he went to a king gizzard concert would be like <laughs> rattlesnake 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 and he doesn't even he doesn't know shit you know what I mean? about that band he knows a lot but he doesn't know shit about that band so like it's that would be insane that would i mean oh my god know. anyways so like that to me is more of an anthem than this song to make uh so uh, another example um the uh, uh Boom, boom, cha, boom, boom, cha. Buddy, oh, coming. <laughs> Queen didn't write that for like thinking it would be in sports arenas for the oh rest God, of history. Like, no, he didn't. So anthems are kind of accidental and you can't force the anthem or else it's going to be what you just said, um, which is like borderline cheese, borderline. Okay, I like it. I dig it. If it comes on, I'll chant it. You know what I mean? I'll be, I'll, I'm, okay. I, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the verse. I'm in the verse. I'm the airman. I pay to get in here. You know what I mean? What's going on? <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, bro? <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm there with you, but it's the end of the album nine tracks was it it every uh, was nine tracks you can't take any out because then it's like fucking eight tracks and the eight track album just right. bad 10 is already my that's 10's the minimum in my opinion to an album 10 but some of the songs are could be considered two songs this song is fucking eight minutes so yeah you could have those arguments and conversations but at the end of the day I don't know that this song necessarily deserves to be on the album the way that the others deserve to be on the album, although it's named after both the albums. So the irony doesn't, you know, doesn't leave me. I, I know it's fucking hilarious what I just said. 100%. But, it, well, yeah. if, you, if you've seen people's uh, comments, people love it. You know, like most, I will say there's a very mixed bag song, mixed bag outro, but a lot of people dig it quite a bit, which if you're into that... um doom or sludge rock they call uh metal or this is right up your alley you know which is it's tight again i i i will appreciate seeing it live i don't know if i need to see it for eight minutes like you mentioned but uh, um, let me let me be specific if it doesn't because i i like that genre what i don't like is the non-cohort it, it, it's it, that song doesn't make sense there's no like beginning start and it, it's just kind of like jammy really jammy and that's cool but I have to love the jam if I'm just listening to the fucking jam and I'm not really paying attention to the lyrics, which is that's the kind of song it is. It's more like a fucking, 
build you up song. So if that's the case, the jam better be dope. And I don't feel like the jam is good enough to stand on its own. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm not in maybe, you know, there's a lot of people that disagree with me, but I don't think the jam is strong enough to stand on its own and it's not a lyrically driven song. So like, no, (laughs) that's kind of the end of that. I like that genre of music, but at the end of the day, it's not a strong enough song. Uh, it's just kind of like a throwaway at the end to just kind of like say goodbye. And that's what it is, I, I feel like. And it's a, a wrap up of the whole, hey, we did it. Maybe a credit scene. Maybe we can look at it like that. This is the credit scene to the movies that we just took place that, in. Yeah. A little, uh, uh, maybe there's a cut scene at the end that we, you know, we can read some lyrics and try to f- find a cut scene in. Blooper reel. No, like when the claws come them. out, cage me too. <laughs> I'm an animal. I'm an animal. Woo! You know, maybe there's a, uh, maybe the claws are coming out in the next album. Maybe the claws oh, are coming I'm, out in the next album. I mean, maybe, they've already maybe, they mentioned new music's coming soon. I'm very curious about it. Maybe that means they're going to go a little heavier on the next album. Maybe that's a little hint to the fans, a little, uh, little wink. Like, Hey guys, we're going to come, uh, we're going to come heavy next one. Okay. And this is why they gave you that little, that musical intention of just like, Hey, this is heavy. We're going to bring heavy to you. I'm an animal. You don't want me to come I'm out with claws because I'm going to fuck you up. So maybe that's where it's going to And if Could it be is, the opposite, though. then I'm a fucking genius and I called it like Kobe Bryant calls it. So let's go, baby. Bang. Kobe. Swish. All right. Wow. Man. Yo, I, I, feel, I feel pretty good about this podcast, man. It was pretty heavy, huh? I feel really good about it. A little heavy, a little long, maybe. But a little uh, long. I try to put, I'll try to put out some clips because like, there's some definite stuff that we talked about that was, is worth that clipping. It was hot. It was hot, yeah. dude, yeah. Definitely. I, I, I love the clips. The clips are fun. Yeah. yeah. I hope, uh, hope people listen to this one, dude. Um, as Please always, do, everybody. Our podcast is sponsored by uh, Altered Treats. Uh, make sure to go on our Instagram page at Gizverse Podcast on Instagram. Could be the Gizverse Podcast. I don't really know. Um, Gizverse Podcast. It, it's, it's in the, uh, either way, it's in the comment section uh, wherever you're listening to this or watching this. And uh, that'll lead you to it. Follow us there. And when we hit 666 followers, Mark of the Beast, we will be trying to give away some uh, <coughs> cookies that are all uh, winky, winky, stinky, oh, dinky. So, guys, I'm a little behind the game. We already reached that number. So sorry. You know what I mean? Oh, we reached a what? number. I, I get back into the baked dairy, you know what I'm saying, and whip up some more. Um, so, yeah, well, we have there's going to gonna be a giveaway w- very soon. Okay, you didn't tell me that, but we have to pick somebody from, sorry, from that sorry. batch. Okay, oh, yeah, yes. should be sorry. So we have to pick somebody from that batch. Okay, so let's yes. get the YouTube channel up to 666 followers. So if you're following this on Instagram, bro, help us out. Go to YouTube. Even if you, you don't have to fucking watch our videos, just help us out in the algorithms. If you guys like us more, it helps us out. It helps my comedy out. It helps Brian's everything out. Life. It helps us try to make money off this shit. So do us a fucking solid and maybe subscribe <laughs> once in a while, you bastards. Don't you love us? Yeah, love Either us, way, man. we'll hook you up with some awesome treats. So if you guys go to that, maybe, and if you didn't win the Instagram one, we'll go to the YouTube one. You could double down, possibly win treats from there. So like, boom, baby, you get double your chances. We'll go do two giveaways ways one from youtube one from instagram go like those it really helps us out a lot um thanks a lot for listening guys brian is there anything else you wanted to wrap up the show with um is there anything i'm I'm not mentioning anything on the album any news any upcoming information guys uh we love you new music coming soon from gizzard i just bought the new the two pipe eye records cosmic blip and laugh about life i hope somebody else did so i don't feel so bad about spending money on shipping to the u.s um thanks flightless records we love you and Set up my direct deposit already. I feel like we should do a quick podcast uh, in the near future about 
what's going on with Flightless, what's going on with King Gizzard, what's going on with the vinyl press. We might have to dig deep. What's going on deep. with Eric? Well, I, I don't know. I'd love to get Eric on the podcast. Um, the best. I'd be really, and now that he's not working with the band on tour all the time, I, I, I really hope that we can get a hold of him. If anybody can help us do that, fucking reach out to us and that would be awesome um i would i've eric if you're listening dude hey buddy answer eric the emails Spilson. bro answer the emails because i'm sending them once a week baby so anytime you probably blocked me a long time ago but like i will make i make up new email accounts every goddamn day and no i'll problem. constantly send you no. but <laughs> we would love day. to talk with anybody over there to kind of give us some uh inside inside winky wink information and we don't necessarily have to reveal it all but maybe we could just know a little something something so uh that's it all right guys thanks a lot for listening sorry it was a long one um yeah sorry not sorry sorry sorry. we'll talk to you soon peace